The supreme archetype is the archetype of the game. We are all players of the great game. And of many games within the games within the games. But not only are we players of the games, but we are being played. The ego itself is structured as a self-playing game. And the consciousness is determined by the rules of the game that the consciousness does not itself determine. And so whenever one agrees to enter into a game, one gives up one's sovereignty to the rules that the game itself enforces. Every family system is a game. And the game is rigged to make sure you lose. And to make sure that when you lose, you want to play again in order to try to win. But the really great games are structured with such a component that to win means to lose. And it is in the very act of gaining victory that defeat is realized. It is because of this paradoxical structure that every ego is in despair. It cannot stop playing the game. It's addicted to the game. But every time it gets what it wants, it collapses. Only in order to initiate a new effort to defeat that power that attracted it toward its own defeat. And to realize some way of capturing the victory without it turning into its own loss of the very power that it thought it had won. And the terror that every ego has is that the game will end. The one rule of the game that cannot be violated is the game must never end.
And the only way to ensure that the game will never end is that victory itself must be ultimately undecidable. So not only is to win defined as to lose, but both winning and losing are not definable by any criteria. And because you can never even know whether you are winning or losing, you cannot stop strategizing to improve your position. And all of the various religions are merely manuals of gamesmanship, as are the theories of psychology and psychoanalysis and systems theory and what overtly <clears throat> calls itself game theory, complexity theory, chaos theory, all of these, even ecology, what is an ecosystem? but a game that nature is playing with herself. <clears throat> but the game of nature is not correlatable with the game that the human mind plays. This is the, er the error of permaculture. Human consciousness is not structured as an ecosystem because in an ecosystem the players are determinate. They operate by instincts. You can understand the nature of their territories and their ambitions and their structures of relationality. But with the human game, you cannot determine who is who or what is what. The dancing landscape is a dancing set of rules that change the instant that they are mastered. And the game is such that the very thoughts that you have, every thought, every image, every memory, every impulse, is a move in the game. But did you make the move or was that move made against you? <clears throat> because it is undecidable who is responsible for your thoughts. Is it your own consciousness? Is it some introjection of another? Is it a demonic entity? Is it the family system internalized? Is it some big other that has brainwashed you? Is it some dream in the mind of God? Is it psychosis? It's indeterminable. And so the game can never be won at the level at which it is being played. To win the game requires the creation of a metagame.
This meta-game has historically been referred to as the game of God. <clears throat> it is that structure in which one recognizes that the game as it is played on the phenomenal plane is a game that is played in its grossest form at the level of doing. And every action in that world of doing brings about a reaction. And the positionality of the forces that operate at that level of the game are always in alternating and oscillating coalitions and collusions in order to bring to bear various capacities of force. But every move in the game determines your position and causes you to lose the power of potentiality. The game played by those who are playing it at the level of action is a game that cannot be won because you cannot control the actions of the other. And your actions commit you to being an object on the game board. and they commit you to operating within the imaginary register of the mind, which is its most stupid register. Because the intention of one playing at that level is to appear to be the winner. And the one who needs to appear to be the winner is always the weakest player. These days that even happens with the game of chess, which you would think is a game that would attract thinkers. But no, it attracts people who want to appear to be chess players, who appear to think. And there are two ways of playing. There are people who play slow chess and there are people who play fast chess, speed chess. Why? Because they want to find out the consequence of their move by seeing what happens on the board. Not an intelligent strategy. You want to be able to think out those consequences in order to determine the best move. And these chess computers encourage one to find out the computer's answer to your move rather than thinking it out yourself. And so computers in general tend to make us more stupid because we project the thinking capacity into them and we remain at the level of action. But when you can graduate from doing to thinking, you have taken a quantum leap in your capacity to play the game with intelligence. And the one who can think a few moves ahead will always defeat the one who makes the move to see what will happen. This is why Putin is beating Obama every time. He can think. There are very few strategists who can think in the world of geopolitics anymore. 
Not that Obama is actually running the game, but nonetheless, he represents a certain level of consciousness in which this great game is being played pitifully on a planetary level. But this game of the thinker versus the doer will always result in the victory of the one who can think clearly. But what is not understood by the thinker is that being trumps both thinking and doing. But neither the doer nor the thinker can reach the level of being. Because being subsumes all of thought within itself. The more that you are able to be, the less you need to think, and the much less you need to do. And the less you need to do, the more powerful every action becomes. The more you can remain in the plane of being, the more invincible you become in the game. But being itself has two levels, which Heidegger referred to as ontic and ontological. And if you get trapped at the ontic level of being, you will lose to the one who has reached the ontological level. Because your being is not a function of your determinacy or your indeterminacy. That is the ontic definition of your being. That is the way that your being approaches the game. But real being is beyond the game. Real being has chosen to change the rules of the game itself and never to play by the rules of the other. But not because you're rebelling against the rules of the other, but because the other is already a part of the game that has been created by that supreme intelligence, that supreme being, that through realization you recognize as the self, whose game of the universe is our own invention. It is the power to renounce the playing of all the limited games, whether it's the game of getting approval from the family system, or the game of achieving some other ambition, the game of proving you won't give in to 
a desire to drink alcohol or visit pornography websites or to fall into demonic self-attacks or to manipulate or seduce or feel that you must conquer some other in some way or in some other fashion relate in a capacity in which there is a conflictual relationality with any other, internal or external. It's that letting go of playing the game at any lesser level, of losing interest in the game, that enables the capacity of consciousness to transcend all games and to be free of addiction to that archetype that is the essence of what attracts us to continue on the wheel of birth and rebirth. Liberation is liberation from the game. May you be free from the need to win the game, which is the need to lose the game from the need for the desire for the game to continue and be able to enter that emptiness of gamelessness in which you are no longer fair game for the other's intentions of control in which alone, when you are free of all the aptitudes and objectifications that make you a pawn in someone else's game, you have become free from the liability of being recruited consciously or unconsciously. into a game that will involve you in some karmic downfall. It is only your absolute nirgun, qualityless being that takes you out of the jurisdiction of all the rules of every game. so that freedom and power and joy the real victory may be attained.